Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. We have been on a study of the purpose-driven church. And by the grace of God, we are rounding up by the end of this month. Uh, two Sundays more, and we shall be done. Other things will be done at the midweek service as we round up. We started by talking about community which is the mission field, the crowd, talking about the regular attenders. And we're also looking at how we can turn the regular attenders to committed members. That was where we ended uh, last Sunday. But today, we want to look at how we can turn regular members to mature members in the body of Christ. Go with me to page 42 of our material. Page 42. Building your congregation. I'm sorry, that should be page 48. Page 48. Developing mature members. Moving people from the congregation into the committed. Hallelujah. How many of us are ready to move from the congregation to the committed? Let me see your hand. And let everyone see your hand too. You want to move. You don't want to stagnate. Amen. May the Lord grant that desire in Jesus' name. The New Testament reveals that God's will for every believer is spiritual maturity. That is the will of God for you and I. That it's not just enough to be born again. It's not just enough to have given your life to Christ. Having given your life to Christ, God expects that you grow unto maturity. God expects that I grow unto maturity. We should not remain babes forever. We should drop our feeding bottle at some point and move higher in God. God has also made provisions for every believer in Christ Jesus to grow. And we see that in the passage our brother read to us in Ephesians chapter 4. All that you need to grow to maturity as a child of God, God has provided. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11, the Bible says it was he who gave them to be apostles, prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. For the work of what? Equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, the building up of the body of Christ. Verse 13. Till we all come to what? The unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. When the Bible uses the word to a perfect man, it means to a mature Christian. Amen. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The next verse. Can we read it together? 
that we should no longer be what? Children. Tossed, tossed, and flown, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Just hold on with that verse. God will not want you to remain a baby Christian. He will not want me to remain what? A baby Christian. That we should no longer be what? Children. Tossed. To and fro. And carried away by what? Every wind of doctrine. All kinds of teaching going on in the body of Christ. Now, I don't know whether you've seen some of them. And some of us, because we have refused to grow up, we allow people to manipulate us. I see recently of a man of God that in his church, I don't know what they would pour on his head. And members, I think it's Coca-Cola or Fanta. Uh, and once that is done, they are driving away every bitterness or whatever from their life. And people are keen. Another one will come and put his leg. Um, another one use snake to cast out demons. Some we make them to eat grass. I know the way all of us are quiet now. It's as if some of you don't go to those places. Some of us are still guilty. It's an indication of babyhood. And that's not the will of God for you. That people will pull wool on your eyes. It shouldn't be so. And that's why I thank God for the Baptist family. That in the Baptist church, it is recognized that every one of us is a priest. You can access God anytime. And God will be there to attend to you. But the challenge is that are we growing to the point that people will not toss us here and there? Praise the Lord. So God has provided the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers as instruments for us to grow. What is the goal of spiritual maturity? Romans chapter 8 Verse 29, the goal of spiritual maturity is Christ himself, that all of us will grow to the point that we resemble Christ. That all of us will grow to the point that we are just like Jesus. That when God looks at you, he will see a replica of his son. Nothing different. 
Is that not a tall order for you and I? That means we must keep growing, continue to grow. There should not be a point in our life, in a pilgrimage, that you relax. Hallelujah. Can we read Romans 8.29 and see the goal of spiritual maturity? For those God foreknew, he also the what? Predestined to be what? Conformed to the likeness of his son. That he might be what? The firstborn among many brothers. If there's firstborn, there'll be secondborn, there'll be third, and on and on and on. Jesus is the firstborn in the family, and we are part of that family. And God wants you and I just to be like Jesus. Can you say that yourself? God wants me to be like Jesus. Tell your neighbor, God wants you to be like Jesus. That is the standard that all of us must walk towards. Can you give us this in Living Bible? There's a translation that says God wants us to become like Jesus. That is God's goal. That is God's expectation. Hallelujah. This is New King James. He's talking about the image of his song. We're talking about being like Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why God desired that you grow? Satan, however, prefers that you remain a spiritual babe or a dwarf. Why God wants you to grow, to advance in your Christian experience, the devil on his own part wants you to remain a baby Christian forever. He never wants any child of God to go far in Christ. And you know that giving our lives to Christ itself was a battle. Uh, it took all kinds of spiritual warfare to get many of us to become born again. But having given your life to Christ, the devil will say, no, don't, don't, don't be a fanatic. Don't be an SU. Don't carry this thing on your head. Take it easy. Take it easy. Jelenke Christianity. How many of us have seen a dwarf before? We say dwarf. What is the simple definition of a dwarf? Eh? A dwarf is a person who don't grow finish. He don't reach bus stop. Hmm? A spiritual dwarf is someone who has reached what? The peak in his growth process. And it shouldn't be so. There are tomato Christians. 
and there are Iroko Christians. What is the difference between tomato and an Iroko tree? What is the difference? I know some of our children, they don't, they, they've not been to the village, so it will be difficult. Give us Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Colossians 2. Can we read together, please? So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, do what? Continue to live in him. Other media, see the sequence. Just as you have done what? Received Christ Jesus as Lord. That's the first thing God expects of me to do what? To receive Christ. And many of us here have done that. You have received who? Christ into your life. If you have not done that today, we give you the opportunity. That after receiving Christ, what did the Bible say I should do? Continue. To do what? To live in Him. That is the process of growth. That is the process of maturity. Many of us have received Him, but we are not continuing. We are not making progress in our spiritual journey. And God desired that in his body, in every local church, every member of that body grows unto maturity. Verse 7. Can you now see what verse 7 says? Can we read it together? Rooted and built up in him. Strengthening in the faith as you are taught and overflowing with thankfulness. So what is the difference between a tomato Christian and an Iroko Christian from verse 7? Talk to me. It is in their root. How long does it take to grow tomato? How long does it take? When our mothers, you know, clean up from the kitchen and they just throw that thing outside. In the next couple of days, what do you see tomato doing? Doesn't take effort to grow. How about an Iroko tree? How long does it take to grow? An Iroko tree, when you plant it for the next three, six years, outside it will just look tiny like this. And you'll be wondering, is anything happening? You know what it's doing? An Iroko tree does not grow outside first. It grows down, 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 down. It'll be sending its roots, sending the roots, sending the roots. And we do that for years. Suddenly, the thing will just be shooting up, begin to develop wings. 
No matter the storm that comes to an Iroko tree, he will just be using it to enjoy life. The storms of life doesn't pull down an Iroko tree. So also, an Iroko Christian, no matter the tempest, no matter the storm that comes, because you have sent your root deep into Christ, no matter the storm of life that comes, you are still standing. But a tomato Christian, because no root, do you need a sewing machine to cut an Iroko tree, I mean a tomato tree? What do you need to cut it, to pull it down? Hmm? But if you are going to bring down an Iroko tree, what do you need? Eh? That is why when you put that chainsaw, even the chainsaw will protest. It's like, wah, wah, wah. You are giving me a tough job to do. God wants you and I to grow up. Strong Christians. That regardless of the storm of life, you are still standing strong. May the Lord fill our lives with the grace to grow. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I have five minutes more. Growth begins with commitment. Growth begins with what? So if you are going to grow, you must make commitment. Growth is not automatic. It is not instantaneous. It's not a microwave thing. It will not happen overnight. We must be committed to grow. We become what we are committed to. Every church is known by what it is committed to. Number three there, you must ask people for commitment or you won't get it. How to elicit commitment, be specific and show the benefits. The benefits of growth. One of it which I've mentioned now is that when you grow, you become like Christ. No matter the challenge, the storms of life, you're still standing on your feet. Hallelujah. How many of us want to grow deeper in Christ? I encourage you, if you have not joined the discipleship group, please do so. If you've not started attending this uh, Sunday school class, please do so. Those are opportunities to grow. We have prayers before service every Sunday, one hour, 30 minutes. If it is 30 minutes, you can join. Come and grow in your prayer life. Sometime this year or last year, I shared about, made reference to this book on prayer and the benefits I've derived through this book. I want to request as many of us that desire to grow particularly in your prayer life. 
I want to go through this book with such people. Hallelujah. So if you're interested, the first 10 people that will be showing interest, I will trust God to sit with you to go on a journey in spiritual growth. But suffice to say that when I gave my life to Christ, this was all that the Nigerian Baptist Convention had in the 80s. And by the time the Lord had helped me to go through this, it was enough to set me on course. Take this, we are doing serious. And your life can't be the same again. Hallelujah. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 to Latif Jackandu Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org.